Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for Podcast My Business and Content Made Easy. And today we're joined by Alan Stevens with one L A N and Stevens with a V instead of a ph.com.au. How are you, Alan? Pretty good, thanks, Tony. It's good to catch up again. Yeah, it's been a while. Look, I mean, it's been um, an interesting year, and we can get to that. Um, yeah, look, we, you know, I know you're in Sydney as well. Well, actually, Newcastle. Um, okay, well, you're still in the lockdown as well, so there you yep. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I regard Newcastle as Sydney. You know. Yeah, we're not really that far away. It's, you know, you've got uh, Central Coast and then Newcastle, and we're all pretty much connected by uh, uh, houses and, uh, and roads, so we're not mm. far away at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I go to the Central Coast a lot when I'm allowed to. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we'll get there. And, um, you know, we, we've spoken before about faces and look, faces are pretty important and we just touched on online and we want to revisit the online side of things and some other elements as well. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick on you and your <laughs> face and your facial profile because you've still got the beard and yep. you've got the glasses that me in my sales training was taught, someone with a beard and glasses, there's an element of trust behind that. You know, with uh, beards, there's a whole ba- uh, bunch of different shapes, and it's everything from the ones you don't trust to the ones that you would put up in intellectual levels. Mm. If you think of uh, Victorian times, some of the shaped beards of the uh, the gentry and the, the psychologists, the doctors, mm. they all had those beards, and people looked at them as being the authorities. Right. But, okay. uh, it depends on how you groom it. Is that is that how you've got yours groomed, and is that the reason why you got a beard? Well, the reason um, I got the beard was I've been clean shaven pretty much all of my life. Uh, about uh, two years ago, um, right at the beginning of COVID, and when we were in our original lockdown, I just got lazy because I live on my own, and I thought, right, I'll let it go, and. Mm-hmm. It's started to grow, and because of the um, uh, group I'm running outside of this, the Campfire Project, mm-hmm. uh, some of the people started calling me Papa Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> and then they told me why they were calling me Papa Smurf and what they thought of Papa Smurf, and I thought, right. mm, I kind of like that. <laughs> so it's sort right. of become the trademark, and they don't call yeah. me Alan anymore, they just call me Papa. <laughs> Papa, wow. Does that mean you're going to paint yourself blue? That, on some of the weather we've had lately, I don't think I need to do any painting. It's been yeah. pretty damn cold. It has, and the, the weather has come back to winter and what have you as well. Mm. So do glasses have a impact? Because I believe that it's little signs that we look for, and those mm. little signs can be hidden. Well, if I'm looking at, say, the facial features, like I'm looking at the shape of the eyebrow, for instance, if I can't see that because of the rim of the glasses... I'm looking at the rim of the glasses, so mm. I know what the shape of the eyebrow is because it's hidden behind mm. the shape of the, um, the glasses. Mm. Uh, as far as the only time you can't really trust uh, the glasses, if you're sitting inside with somebody who's wearing uh, shades, if they're wearing sunglasses, uh. it's like, unless they've got a serious condition with their eyes, you know, why are you hiding? Because the mm. eyes are the windows to the soul, as they say. Mm. And also the facial features become the windows to the mind, how somebody likes to think and process. Mm. So the more I can see, the more I understand that person's personality. And then by watching their behaviours, I can see if they're operating within their personality or operating outside. And if they're operating outside, 
are they telling me the truth or what's emotionally going on here? And I can delve yeah. deeper to find the solution. Well, I've been watching you quite closely um, on the little bit that I can see on the screen. And I saw you using your forehead quite a bit then. Because I was going to say, oh, the eyes seem to be predominant, but it's actually the forehead that mm. seems to take up a large amount of space. Yeah, well, we emphasise a lot more with the, because um, we've got a lot of the skin up there, we've got a lot of muscles. Mm. And so when we uh, express things, we start doing that. If I really concentrate and I, I'm thinking about something, mm. the eyes will pull together, they'll come down at an angle, which mm. is also one of the uh, directions of the eyebrows when somebody's got anger. But you've got to be able to see the other things around to go, oh, is he angry or is he concentrating? Is there something else going on there? So it becomes the intensity. One trait on its own doesn't define someone's personality. But at the same mm. time, one gesture on its own doesn't define the person's emotions. Right. So you look at things. Oh, in I, I can think of one or two gestures that would uh, <laughs> indicate something related to that. Well, if the person's got an angry look on their face and they're giving you the bird or they've got their fist shut, you know, ready to go, well, you, as I say, you're looking at in things in combination. You're looking at them in clusters. Yeah. The face is saying angry. The fist is saying angry. The body's coming in. Okay, it's time to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And, um, okay, so, Papa, there's something else I wanted to do before we get on to other things, and that is, of course, the... Fashion accessory de rigueur at the moment, <laughs> the mask. Mm. So, of course, the mask does hide mm. a large amount of the face. Mm. So, we were talking before about the forehead and the eyebrows. Mm. And yes, I'm adding hand movements to try and yeah. compensate a little bit, perhaps. So, how much more difficult does that make things? Well, it just means there's a few less things that you can pick up. So, if you're looking at somebody's personality, the length of their lower face, the shape of their mouth, the corner of the mouth, etc., the, the bridge of the nose, the shape of the nose, the air underneath, all of that gives you some information about their personality. But even somebody who's wearing a burqa where you've almost got just the letterbox appearance, depending on how narrow that is, you can still see the eyebrows. So you can see whether they've got dramatic appreciation, aesthetic appreciation, whether they have mechanical or... Um, uh, design appreciation yeah you can see if they're how tolerant they are how focused they are on things you can see whether they need just the overview when you're talking to them or whether they need a lot more information before they make a decision mm. so you've got a lot of micro expressions you've got a lot of facial features as well mm. and you know if i'm looking at you for instance i know the shape of your eyebrows being well this it's about how things feel inside it's aesthetic appreciation mm. the little ridges above your eyebrows here tell me that yes you need more information before you Make, or the information's got to be there, detail's got to be there. But in the actual eyelids themselves, I can see that you like to have more information to be able to analyse it before you make a decision. Mm. Now, I've got a rough idea because of the, the mask and where I can see the pressure of your nose. I've got an idea of where the tip of your nose is. Mm. I can see the top of your forehead and I can see where roughly the, 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 the rounding of your chin is. So mm. now I know how much space you've got here in comparison to the overall height. So I know whether you're focused on, just give me the, you've analysed it, got all the information. Yes, you've also found the errors in it and everything else. You've checked the detail. Once you've got that, it's like, just give me the best way to do it and get the one mm -hmm. hell out of the way and let me get it done. Yeah. So I know you're going to fuff around by looking at all the different options. You're just going to want the best one. Yeah. So I yeah. can 
work some things out without being able to see them because yeah. you know the mind all brains are smart enough to see right there's a bit of shading on the nose i can see where the turn would be i can see that because of the mask the way you've been talking yeah. before has left that shape there yeah. so i can still see through the mask without it being transparent yeah. that's interesting and so i i guess um again we're talking about the forehead because again at the moment that's what we're going to get to see a lot of um the lines on the forehead and, and the like now i reckon because of covid we've all added a few extra lines to our foreheads mm -hmm. so does that show up the stress and is it temporary or is it permanent it depends on uh, where the stress is going. like if we frown a lot because we're unhappy the end result is the muscles on the bottom part of our face here will become stronger and they shrink when you work a muscle that tightens up. Mm -hmm. So at rest, these get stretched and the mouth turns down. So I can yeah. see straight away whether somebody has been unhappy. If you start watching comedies, you start laughing, you spend time with people who really uplift you and you're smiling a lot more, then you'll build these muscles up and the mouth will turn back up again. So that's a temporary mm -hmm. one. Oh, so these muscles here, the, the yeah. laugh ones. Yeah. And so if you articulate a lot, then you'll get these grooves and everything else. Well, they're going to stay. If yeah. you do this and you concentrate really deeply, mm -hmm. these vert little vertical lines like I've got, they will stay. Yeah. The only way to get rid of those is really cosmetic surgery. But why would you want to? They don't change yeah. your personality. It's yeah. like the ladies who worried about these lines out the corner of their eyes. They're laughter lines. You, you only get those if you've been really smiling, you've been really happy. Yeah. Because what happens is... In a social smile, it's the mouth only. But when you're really enjoying things, the cheeks raise up, the muscles around the eyes go really tight, and these little lines then form because of the crunching of the skin. You know, with women, I always say to them, especially mature age women, if they don't have those lines, they've either had cosmetic surgery or they've been unhappy most of their life. They haven't mm. had a lot of joy in their life. Mm. As far as I, I, when I'm talking to women, I go, those, that's beauty lines. They're, that's beauty that goes all the way to the bone. Mm. It shows me somebody who's been really happy. Hmm. So even with the mask on, you can see that. And I know whether that person's a jovial, happy type of person normally. And then I can watch their body language when they're walking and go, oh, right now they're not so happy. So, so is the there such a, information as well. Is there such a thing as resting bitch face? <laughs> well, we've seen it ourselves. Everybody Talking about laughing there. Yeah, everybody has seen it. You know, look at someone's face and they just don't look. It's it's not even a neutral face. Yeah, it's a... There's a concentration be, behind it that gets, you know, goes, oh, it just doesn't look natural. Mm. Or they look angry. And that's just the way it is. If you think, mm. ask that person and go, right, when you had that expression on your face, what was going on? They're usually deep in thought. Yeah, that's true. And so if they're deep in thought, this is how the facial features work. If you lift weights, like do bicep curls, you'll build your biceps. We also know that everything we feel inside, we express outwardly. Body language, micro expressions, the, you know, the longer expressions we have on our face, all of those are what we feel inside being shown outside. So you put those two things together. And if you concentrate and you think you know, really deeply all the time and you really focus down on things, You'll actually pull the eyelids down. They'll start to fold over the top of the, um, the eyelash itself. You'll get these vertical lines. You'll build ridges up. Mm. So that repetitive side of things builds the muscles in your face. And the face then becomes a history of how you like to think and process. So if we're just 
you know, in that neutral thing, we've got something on our mind, we're likely to be pulling an expression. And in a lot of cases, that expression comes across, as they say, as a resting bitch face, depending now, on the person. Okay, so something else I want to touch on, and it's a, well, what the heck, why not? Let's have some fun. I did warn you. Um, so face-off. If I got a face transplant, mm -hmm. over time, would my expressions now replace and go back onto the new face? No, what you'll find is the expressions you have, first of all, that's the internal um, response to your, um, your emotions going, being shown outwardly. Mm. So if you're unhappy, it doesn't matter if you've been blind from birth or you've been living in a tribal village or a capital city. If you're feeling anger, you will have anger on your face. Mm. What causes you to feel anger, anger is different to me and other people. Different things trigger us. But the emotion itself uses exactly the same muscles on the face. So as long as the muscle structure was the same underneath, like we were thinking about that uh, movie Face Off where the, yeah. they changed faces on the, the two people. Yeah. Whatever they felt inside was going to come out on the surface because the muscles mm. underneath control that. So a smile, for instance, the mouth will turn up. If they're frowning and they're, you know, or they're angry, you know, the eyes are going to come in like this and there's yeah. the tightening of the mouth and all the rest of it. That's going to be there. But as far as the personality goes their personality won't have changed because mm. we've got a certain number of traits that are passed down in our DNA from our parents and that's why you know, we get uh, children from the same parents who start to look different, they behave different and everything else because it's the memories the parents have got at the time the child is conceived get passed down plus all the other indicators as far as you know, hereditary diseases, you know, facial features of each parent, etc. And... We, we're a composite of all those things. And mm. so as we're growing up, we've got those traits that have been passed down from our parents, which we call the uh, nature traits. And then in our response to our environment, we have what we call our nurture traits. Mm. So say, for instance, if we were able to do that, take someone's face off and they were an angry person to start with and we put a happy face on them, well, over a period of time, if they're frowning and they're angry all the time, those nurture traits will start to develop on their face. Mm. So it's not the old ones coming back, it's the new ones that created from continuing the behaviour of what they had before. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, okay, so we were discussing before we started this call, um, the Campfire Project, which is a safe space for men, because let's face mm. it, men are not the best at talking. Mm. Um, right. and, and talking about mm. feelings, although I think COVID hopefully has given them a bit mm. more of a permission to talk about things. Mm. So how does the Campfire Project help? Well, it came about, first of all, from the fact that all the men I was talking to in business, they were all telling me they didn't know their role in the home anymore because they thought it was to go out and provide, and now they've been told they're, they're emotionally or physically absent all the time, and how can we be in two places at once? Mm. There was all the gender equality issues that were coming up and so many men who were on tender hooks of going, well, I used to talk this way and nobody take any notice, but now I've got to really watch what I say. And they were second guessing what they were saying and getting frustrated. Now, when people get frustrated, male and female, they'll start to get angry. And in some yeah. cases, they'll go to violence because it just gets too much for them. And I thought, right, if we want to help men to have a better life and for their partners and their families to also be the recipients of that, was to help the men have a safe place where they could come and tell their stories. And so it wasn't a case of counselling them or telling them what they were doing wrong or anything else. It was just sitting there 
hearing their story, showing them that there was somebody who actually cared, was yeah. not judging, was allowing them to talk and share their story. Because while people share their stories, that's when they find solutions to their problems as well. And they're not being told what they should be, do, should be doing. Yeah. But I had women in there from day one, and the purpose of that was so that the women could hear how the men could speak when they felt safe to do so. And I brought the right women in, the ones I knew who would be respectful to the males that we were wanting to find out how do men talk? How can they talk when they feel safe to do so? Yeah. And then when the men were ready, it's like going to a motivational seminar. You get all hyped up, you go back home again, everyone tells you it won't work and you wait for the next seminar and you rush back to that. Mm. And I didn't that, want that to be the case. I wanted the men to be able to talk to women straight away while they're in the group and realise, yes, they were working through their stuff. Yes, they were being appreciated. Talking and opening up and sharing their emotions mm. was acceptable and actually desirable. <laughs> the women were actually seeing in their vulnerability the strength that that takes to be vulnerable. So in doing that... I then found that uh, we started uh, interviewing a lot of men one-on-one -on -one, and then I started bringing them into panel discussions. And we talked about pornography, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, masculinity, femininity, drugs, alcohol. We talked about all sorts of subjects. And the women started sending me personal messages going, we love these guys. We've never heard men talk this way before. Can we get involved? Which, that's what I was waiting for. So they came into the one-on-ones, brought them into the panel discussions. And we increased the range of things we've been talking about. We've talked about menopause. We've talked about menstruation. We've talked about, does size matter in the bedroom? And by the way, if anybody's listening to this and they want to know, you're going to have to come into the Campfire Project and listen to Dean <laughs> if you want to find Okay, I'm not getting we, into that. Yeah, but we covered all of these things. Yeah. And over 400 hours, there's been over 290-something one-on-ones. There's been over 140 uh, panel discussions. So around over 400 hours of conversations where not once has there been any bigotry, racism or sexism, and not once has anybody been rude to anybody else. Proving that when you create a safe place and you put the intention in place, men and women can really come together, and it's under the hashtag we together, because we together, we're looking at the problem shoulder to shoulder. We're not looking at each other as separate groups saying, you're the problem, no, you're the problem. So there's no fighting. And if we're looking at how do we fix this problem that exists, no one's pointing the finger and saying, oh, you're responsible for that. We're all looking and going, well, how can we fix this problem? There's no egos getting involved. There's no self-defense you know, of worrying about what the other person thinks of you because the mm. focus is on fixing the problem, mm. not pointing at each other as the problem. Great. Okay. All right. Well, look, thank you so much, Alan. Um, we're up to almost 20 minutes and that's pretty good. That's a good sign that it's been a, another great conversation. And, um, yeah, being able to read faces and body language is pretty important for any business owner, anybody in business at all. Um, and, you know, even for your personal relationships, mm. it's really important to be able to read what the other person is. I, I just sent a text to, to Gabrielle about Billy and said, oh, look, you can watch it if you want to. Mm. And, you know, as soon as you get that if you want to at the end... We all know what that means. <laughs> the questions will be coming back very shortly about what you thought of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's if you want to. And yeah, but it's on a text, it's something different. All right. Well, look, thanks very much for your time, Alan. That's alanstevens.com.au. He has all sorts of courses and um, seminars that I highly recommend. And again, especially if you're a sales professional, it's fantastic. Well, on that website, put the forward slash and the word free and you can download a free course so you can actually 
test some of the uh, what we've been talking about, about out for yourself. There we go. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Alan. You're welcome.